Over this quarter, we've got a, a verse for the year, which you can see on the screens. It's Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, we think that actually that as a church, we want to put uh, prayer central to all that we do. And over the, the course of the, the first part of the service in the coming weeks, uh, we're going to look more at this verse. But today, as we come together, uh, I thought it'd be really good uh, just to, to think about prayer, uh, but to use perhaps that most famous prayer of all, the most famous prayer of all, um, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, so Sarah is going to come uh, and read from Matthew chapter 6. Uh, And then we're going to think just actually about the first four words. So, Sarah. So we're in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. And this is on page 970 of the Bibles in front of you. So Matthew 6, starting at verse 9. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. When I um, used to go home from secondary school, I'd have to go on the bus. Anyone else go home on a bus from secondary school? Yeah, a few people. Uh, and bus, it wasn't a school bus. It was kind of one of the, the local buses that we had to go down. So we'd go down from my school up in the town. I'd go down to the seafront uh, and I'd get a bus. Uh, but all, all, on the bus, there was kind of a few of us. We'd catch the, the J1 bus. And inevitably, as teenagers, we'd sit at the back because... That's the place that you sit, isn't it, at the back of the bus? Um, uh, I wouldn't say that my friends were, uh, were naughty or mean, but they were teenage boys. <laughs> so they were a little bit boisterous. Well, anyway, we went on the bus. Anyway, the next day uh, at uh, registration, we were, there was a note in the register. Because, of course, when you're on the bus, you're wearing school uniform. People know where you're from. Uh, and the person said, or anybody who was on the, the J1 bus, that was me, uh, had to go and see, or had to go to this particular room at lunchtime. Uh, and we got there, and in walked the deputy head teacher, Mr. Morris. Now, Mr. Morris was one of those people uh, who he could look at you, and he knew what you had for lunch. You know, he could, he'd see, like, straight into you, in the way that deputy head teachers have the habit of doing. Now, to be fair, I had Mr. Morris teach me geography. He was lovely. As deputy head teacher, with that hat on, uh, he, he's not the sort of person that you want to see. I mean, if anyone's been sent a deputy head teacher before, anyone seen? Oh, yeah, you know that feeling, don't you? That sort of going on, that pit in your stomach. And let's say uh, he had a few... Uh, Choice words, shall we say, for us uh, as children, that we weren't representing the school very well. Now, we're talking about prayer today, and I wonder if 
sometimes we think of God a bit like a deputy head teacher. Like he's someone who's there just looking and watching, spotting your mistake, waiting for you to do something wrong so he can tell you off, drag you into his office and say, you're not doing it right. But do you remember those first four words of our reading? Our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. God is, is not like a, a, a deputy head teacher, watching and waiting to spot your mistake. He's our Father in heaven. Now, when we think about fathers, it's very hard, isn't it, not to bring our own experience to that. That might be a really positive and good one, or it might be a really bad one or a hard one. But it's trying to think, actually, what what does God say about himself uh, in the Bible? And there's a story. I won't do that one yet. (laughs) In fact, this is me. I I just just ran. This is by This is me when I found out I was going to be a father. Literally, it was the, the moment. It's a pace of someone who's utterly clueless, doesn't have a clue. But um, there's a story in the Bible uh, where we find out about what it means for God to be a father. Uh, it's in Luke chapter 15. It's the, the famous story, the story of the lost son. Do you know that story? The one where actually the, the, the father has two sons, the older son, the younger son. The younger son says, look, I don't want anything to do with you, dad. In fact, I wish you were dead. I want your money. I want your stuff. And he goes off and has a great big party. But then eventually, all his money runs out. And he's working in the fields. And he looks at the dog food, or the pig food, actually. And he thinks, well, actually, hang on. There is, this looks quite quite good. No, I can't. (laughs) I actually, even though it is chicken and duck, I can't do it. Um, but he looks at the, the food the pigs are eating and thinks, they're eating better than me. So he thinks, actually, I'll come home to my dad. Uh, I'll go home and treat him like a servant, you know, be one of his servants, because he's a good man. And what we, we'd expect would be that actually that, that he goes home and we'd expect the dad to go, look, get out. You've ruined yourself. Go away. You didn't want me. I don't want you. That's what we'd expect. But what does the dad do? Well, we know that actually he's there every day looking, watching out, trying to look for his son. And then when his son comes, he says, son, you're alive. You're back again. He gives him the best robe. He puts the robe on him his finest robe, his robe. He says, look, you're back in the family and they throw this massive party. He welcomes him home. So here's just the the first thing to to hold on to this, this morning. God is not your deputy head teacher who's watching and waiting to spot your mistake. God is your father who loves you, who longs for you to come to him who will throw a party for you when you come home, no matter what you've done. He's always ready for you. So we, we, we have our father who loves us, not like a, a deputy head teacher, but as our father. But how does he, 
sort of feel about us? How can we come to him? Now, uh, when you do sort of all-age services, sometimes you find yourself Googling funny questions. So the, the question which I uh, Googled is, how can you meet the President of the United States of America? That's something we've all done, I'm sure. Um, and apparently there are three ways you can do it. Uh, the first is, is that you need a, uh, a compelling uh, reason. You need a compelling reason to visit him. So, so that might be uh, that you've got a particular cause on your mind and you're a champion, you're working with a, uh, somebody who's really sort of pushing an issue of the day. It, it might be that uh, you've got a particular family problem. Maybe you've got children in the military. Uh, yeah, that will kind of you know, chat to the president about something. You, you need some sort of compelling reason to see the president of the United States of America. The second way is that you can go to uh, an event you know, you can go to one of those places where he's shaking everyone's hand, uh, where he's kind of saying, yes, hello, hello, he's holding babies, giving the kiss on the head, whatever it is. You know, you go somewhere where he's going, uh, and you, you sort of just try and queue up early, you get there at you know, two in the morning, all that sort of stuff, get to the front of the queue. You go somewhere he's going. Uh, the third is, my personal favourite, uh, you become noteworthy, was the word that WikiHow used, noteworthy. In other words, uh, you basically become a person that the present president wants to be seen with. You become somebody who's really good at sports, or really clever, or really important, so the president sort of actually wants to see you. Uh, those are the, the three ways uh, in which you can see uh, the president of the United States. And it sort of got me thinking, I wonder actually if sometimes, if we sort of think about the same way about God. So we can pray to him when we've got a compelling reason or a, a crisis, shall we say. You know, there's something big going on in my life and it's at that point that I've got to say, Lord, help! Or maybe uh, we think that actually uh, we have to go somewhere where he is. You know, we go to a, a big cathedral or uh, up a mountain or, or somewhere holy and special. If I go there, I can meet with God. Uh, or the third one is, um, we're not becoming noteworthy, but becoming like a really good egg. You know, a really person who's got it all together. So God will listen to me. If, oh dear, I can put blue tack on a screen. No, um, God will listen to me. That's fine, we get the picture. God will listen to me if I've got my life sorted. Then he might pay attention to me. But there is another way. Let's come back to the, uh, the president of America. One of the most famous presidents is a man called John F. Kennedy. Uh, and there's a famous photo uh, of him behind in his desk, the Resolute desk built from the ship Resolute, the most, you know, the most powerful desk in the world, surrounded by all this security, surrounded in that big White House. But if you can see, what can you see underneath? There's a little boy, John, John Jr., JFK Jr., his son. Uh, the President of the United States has all of this security, has all of this pomp and celebration and sort of celebration around him, but his son can just play underneath his desk because he's his child. 
And so here's the thing. Actually, we might think that we need all of these things to speak to God. We don't. We don't need any of them. Because God is our Father in heaven. You can speak to God any place, any time, about anything. You might think, I can only talk to God if this week is really busy and stressful and difficult. But you can talk to God if you've got a normal day at school tomorrow or an inset day. You can talk to God uh, when you do have a really big test or exam or operation. And you can talk to God when you're walking to the park to play in the same things you always play on. That you can go to God anytime, any place, anywhere, with any prayer. Why? Because he's our father who is looking out for us, uh, who longs to uh, make, you know, become what he is, right? longs to give us good things, to make us his child. He longs to hear you talk. So when we pray, we're praying to our Father, and we can do that anytime, any place, anywhere, any prayer, because he just loves us to hear say, us say, Daddy, our Father in heaven. And he will always, always listen. So we've got uh, our Father in heaven who loves us as his children. Uh, we can come to him at any place, any prayer, any time, anywhere. But why? Why? Well, has anyone ever said to you, I know best. Has anyone said that to you? Oh, William's putting his hand up. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, I, I, when someone says, I know, or I know best, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's kind of like saying, like, do you? Do you really know best? Now, but I, again, if I'm being honest, as William did put his hand up, I have found myself saying that as a parent. As a parent, have you said that as a parent ever? I know best, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it, it does happen, doesn't it? I mean, you do say, look, just, I know things that you don't know. That's a great line to bring out. But, um, <laughs> but when you hear that, as a child particularly, I guess you've got a few choices. One is you go, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> or you, you go, well, I know that too, when you really don't. Or maybe the third choice, which I think is probably the best choice, but is the hardest one, is to go, I don't know, but I do know that you love me, so I'm always going to do work for your good. Now that's hard, isn't it? Because, it? because actually the reality is often with parents, they won't always get it right. They, they, will, they may love you and want to work for your good, but sometimes, even that, they'll still get it wrong. But the very fact that they love you and are doing what's best for you should help us to think, you know what, I'm going to trust them. Now, when we think of God as our father, we can think of the same sorts of questions. We can go, no, I know best. I know what I'm doing. Or we go, well, I know that too. I really don't know that. Or we go, actually... I know who you are. 
But this point is where we, parents and God sort of diverge into different paths. Because parents will make mistakes, God doesn't. Right, a bit of audience participation. When I hold up uh, this, can you shout out, no, oh, oh, no. Ready? One, two, three. Right, brilliant. A whole load of questions coming. So, is there anything that God doesn't know? Great. Is there any, any situation which he didn't know about? Is there any place where you're going to catch him off guard when he's asleep or he's on the toilet? No. No. Is there anyone more powerful than him? No. Is there there anyone, is there any limit to his love? No. Is there anyone more powerful than him? No. Is there anyone more better and good than him? No. Is there anyone who made God? Is there any place or time when God is not God? Is, I've mentioned the place, whatever. Is there any place where God isn't? No. Is there anyone who's better than God? No. So does God know best? Yes. There is not one person, power, authority, place where God is not God. He always knows what's best in every situation because he's our father in heaven. God loves you as a child. You can come to him any place, any prayer, any time. And we can do that because he knows what's best for us. Just as an aside, I guess, when we think about when we don't pray, it's interesting to think about what's that showing about what we think about ourselves and about God, that maybe actually we do say, I know best. But that's where the problem starts, isn't it? No, God is our Father in heaven. We can talk to him any time because he knows best. So that's why, actually, as part of this sort of five-year plan, uh, Prayer before action is at the heart of it. But actually, it's why prayer is the heart of everything that we do as Christians. So when you're uh, at school this week, and you're facing something where you're really sad or really happy about, or actually, you're just sat down not doing anything, you can think, I've got a Father in heaven who loves me, who's with me. I can pray about anything, about the bit of schoolwork I'm doing, about who I might play with at playtime. Or when you go into this week and you're uh, going to work or or visiting a a family member, we can say, I've got a father in heaven who loves me. I can talk to him any time as I'm driving in the car. He knows best. So just as we finish, what will it mean this week for us to remember these things? I, I don't know about you. Actually, just as I've been talking, I found it really helpful for myself. Even if you weren't here, it would have been good for me to hear that. Because I know in my head... I know that God's my father. I know I can talk to him any time. I know he knows what's best, but I still don't always pray. So actually saying, no, God, out loud, God is my father. I can talk to him right now. He knows what's best. So Lord, that's what I'm going to do. Maybe just say that to yourself at the start of each day. Ask me next week if I've done it. That would be really helpful 
God's my father. I can talk to him anytime. He knows what's best. So I'm going to do it now. So with that in mind, that's what we are going to do now. Uh, when you came in, uh, hopefully you were given one of these little uh, bits of paper. Uh, and so just what I'd like to do is it can be on your own. It can be as a family. It could be with a person sat next to you. It could be with a friend. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're comfortable doing. If you want pens, there are pens in the, in the aisles down the middle, in the emergency exit to the side. No, the aisle, there's pens in this down the aisle here. If you want pens at the end of each uh, aisle, you can get some. Just spend a bit of moment, and Matt will strum it in the background. What do you want to talk to your father about today? It doesn't have to be crisis, but it can be. It doesn't have to be special. It can be mundane, all things. So just spend a few moments uh, just on your own, with your family, uh, with your neighbor, uh, writing stuff down. And if you can, if you want to, why don't you pray? Pray on your own. Pray out loud, pray quietly, pray to the person next to you. What do you want to talk to your father about today? Uh, and then afterwards, we will come and be, uh, well, we'll come back again together. So a few moments, what do you want to do? Um, we'll draw that uh, bit to a close. But you, you've got that little prayer that you, could, you, you can put in your Bible, you can stick on the fridge, do it, you know, it's a bit of paper, do what you want with it. But it, it, it might be somewhere to remember that God's our Father in heaven, we can talk to him anytime, he knows best. And one of the things that we do, we can talk to God on our own, but actually it's also really good that we talk to God as a, a whole church family. So that's why uh, we have prayers uh, every week, that we come together as a big church family to pray to God. Just before uh, we uh, sing our final song, we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together, which I know that if you are at Aldington, uh, you've been sort of learning uh, through your, uh, your assemblies. I'm going to read it first, uh, and then uh, if you would like to join in, if you want to listen or pray and read the words, uh, and then we'll pray it together, and then we'll sing our final song. So the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. So we're going to pray together. It might be a prayer that you just want to say every day. And actually, whatever age you are, if we say it every day, I think we'd all learn it. Um, I, I know we can. Um, so why don't we all try and say, actually, that we're going to say this prayer every day as we start our day, uh, placing our, our heads on our Father in heaven, who we can pray to any place, anywhere, who knows uh, what's best for us. But uh, if you'd like to join in, if you know the words or if you can read the words, uh, let's say uh, this praise prayer together. We pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.